Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, the number one show for the invested sports fan. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner! Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. Hello and welcome back to the Action Network Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Peter Jennings. And as always on the golf editions, I'm joined by Jason Sobel and Drew Stoltz, a.k.a. The Sleaze. I hope you guys have partied once in your life as hard as Shane Lowry partied after winning the Open. Sobel, obviously we were uh, glued to the event throughout the weekend. Super happy for Shane Lowry. It's just like a classic guy to win the Open Championship. Your thoughts and how did the week go for you? Yeah, there's a lot of takeaways off of this. Uh, I guess first of all is what a week for... The people of Ireland, what a week for Royal Portrush, what a week for Shane Lowry. I mean, it all just kind of came together like a storybook finish. So I, I just thought it was really cool kind of how everything finished up. Uh, I still like the new schedule, and I love how uh, the Open Championship, I don't know, it just felt right. Uh, it it kind of felt right to end Sunday at the Open, being kind of like the last major championship round for the next eight months. Uh, love the fact that the first three major champions were Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Gary Woodland, all of whom look like they could play at least strong safety somewhere for some D3 school, if nothing else. And Shane Lowry looks like he's out there in the pub enjoying a couple of pints, which he absolutely was. And watching Shane celebrate, my last take on this whole thing for now, watching Shane celebrate makes me more than anybody else that I've seen in recent memory want to win a major championship. Like that just looked like so much fun. Like if you could be Shane Lowry for five minutes this week, you would have the best time of your life because he's just going to enjoy it. He WD'd from Memphis as absolutely nobody would have a problem with, and he's going to party all week and he's going to hang out and he's going to have the claret jug and he's going to drink a lot of different liquids out of it and good for him because he deserves it. And I'm jealous of him. Please. If you had yeah, half think- the amount of drinks that Lowry's had, you'd be on the ground for a while. Yeah, well, I, I try to keep up. I throw up, and then I puke and rally like varsity blues. But uh, that's kind of my go-to. I've never really won anything quite of that significance, but in my own mind, when I've won the little jicky jacks that I did, it felt like that. So I can I can totally relate to hoisting the claret jug, except mine was a more of a pickle dish type of scenario. But to feed off of what Sobel said, I thought uh, a couple things from the British. One, Royal Port Rush was awesome it was everything that we heard it was going to be i think that course is going to start getting they ain't going to go another 60 something years before they host another open championship that place was awesome also loved the weather in that we got some they got some good weather where they could score they got some medium stuff that made it a little tougher and then the last day we got your real vintage open championship weather with wind rain cold all of the above we saw scores skyrocket jb holmes shout out to him for the uh, plus 16 very relatable there that's some shit you'll only see at the Open Championship with score fluctuations like that. So I thought that was great. And also, dude, just a guy from Ireland winning this thing. I thought the environment out there, the atmosphere, it had borderline of like a Ryder Cup vibe kind of on the first tee. And when on 18, when they were all scrambling up to get close to him, like it was really cool. Kind of shades of Tiger even at East Lake last year when everyone was rooting for him. It felt like everyone in that in that gallery was uh pulling for Shane. So props to him. Bad news. I think we already missed out on the best bet of the week, which was Will Shane Lowry actually play in Memphis? And that would have been a hammer on the no. And sure enough, WD, not surprising, not really disappointed. I think uh, for a guy like that, when you get one of these things, you got to savor that. And he's definitely savoring it. So we don't need to worry about that. But it was a it was a great week. Would have liked to see maybe a little closer finish at the end. That's the one downside, I guess you could say, was that it was kind of 
decided. I don't think that thing was really ever in doubt. Fleetwood had some chances early on that he missed on. And from that point on, Lowry had that thing in a stranglehold. So all in all, pretty sweet week. And uh, I don't think, minus Rory, I don't think you could pick a better winner. Really happy to see Shane win. Although I will say Tommy Fleetwood was one of my biggest positions and I had a ton of leverage on him on Sunday. And if he would have won, uh, it ended up being a pretty good week. Uh, if he would have won, I might be in Vegas and not in this podcast. So shout out to Tommy Fleetwood, JT. A lot of guys did well and want to dive into what Graham McDowell, he came on the uh, on the coverage and really cool. I tweeted about it, but uh, just so much passion. I was amazed at how articulate and smart Graham was and just said everything perfectly. And then he made a reference to credit card roulette. So Guy's an all-time legend in my book, and uh, it was awesome watching the event. Our member guest was this week, so it was kind of perfect. Wake up real early, watch uh, the Open, then go play real golf. So uh, sad to see the majors be done, but it was awesome. And uh, yeah, Sobel, how did the week end up going for you? I know you were on Lee Westwood, which was a really sharp call. Unfortunately, the weather got a lot of the guys in contention on the last day, but Westwood was incredible all week until Sunday. Yeah, that sort of saved my week. And obviously, like you with Fleetwood, uh, my week would have been much, much better if Westwood had actually won the golf tournament. But that's okay. Uh, I, I heard about it on Monday over Twitter. There's a guy at Garbage Time Kid on Twitter. Shout out to Garbage Time Kid. This guy saw that I really liked Shane Lowry. I believe I had Shane Lowry at number three in my ranking for the U.S. Open a month ago. Yes, spot on. You're always ahead of the curve, so. Uh, yeah, I like I like staying ahead of things. Anyone can bet them at the British, but I wanted to get ahead of them at the U.S. Open. So, had him way up there on the rankings. I was coming off, remember, the Canadian Open where he was in second place, playing well. He's, you know, been to Pebble a handful of times. You, you should be familiar with it. Anyway, had Lowry up there. Garbage time kid decides, I'm going to throw 20 bucks on him at 50 to 1. Nice idea. Sobel said, you should do it. All right, I'll do it. Threw 20 bucks on him. Well, what happened? Gary Woodland won. All right. Only 20 bucks. No big deal. Goes and looks at his account Monday afterwards. Bet's still pending. Why is the bet still pending? It's over. Clicks around, looks at it. Oh, no. He bet on him for the Open Championship, not the U.S. Open. He screwed up. So he's not going to cancel the bet. He just goes, all right, well, I guess I'll just let it ride there. Sobel was not on Lowry last week. Stupid Sobel. Should have had it. But garbage time kid, listen to me. Screwed up his bet. Had Lowry there. And he's $1,000 richer because of it. One of my favorite stories since I've gotten to this place. Yes, that is feel-good story right there. Garbage time kid. Shout out on that one. You're always ahead of the curve, so you're always one step ahead. Wasn't he going off at 100 to 1 by the time the the Open kicked off? I think it was 80. 80? I think 80 was last number. Yeah, maybe some books were offering at 100. But 50 to 1, pretty good play there. So I did have people on Twitter said, based on that story, I'm going to throw all my money on adam scott for the masters next year because i picked adam scott this past week and that didn't work out so again just ahead of the curve you like the sleazy there, pick like, but for ahead. winners yeah it was close but that guy's got a thousand bucks and i'm really happy for him that's a great story and uh yeah a lot of signal on this podcast just might have to wait uh i, I made a similar mistake i bet brooks kepka to win i think the u.s open or i can't remember i think it was the u.s open and uh, I ended up betting him to win the Masters. I, I clicked the wrong thing. So I have a Brooks Kepka pending to win the Masters. Hopefully that will come to fruition. I want to get into a piece of news related to golf and gambling before we dive into this week. Uh, it was announced today that DraftKings and the PGA Tour are partnering. Obviously, we make a DraftKings lineup every week. The fantasy contests have grown immensely. There is a millionaire maker again this week for the majors or for this year for the majors. Uh, I just think this is a great sponsorship. And I know obviously we love betting on golf, but 
the PGA Tour is being really progressive on this, and uh, they've been vocal that they support gambling, and uh, I think this is going to be a really good partnership. Sleaze, what are your thoughts? Um, Obviously, we've talked a lot about kind of the direction things are going, but uh, did you have any thoughts when you saw this? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think from the outside, you would think that the PGA Tour would be one of the last like sports organizations to embrace sports gambling. You know what I mean? I think you would think like the NFL or the NBA might be uh, on the forefront of that, but to see the PGA step up and kind of embrace where this landscape is going. I thought it was awesome. And I mean, I, it's hard for me to watch golf or any sporting event for that matter without having some action on it. So, you know, the guys here that are listening to this have already been, you know, firing every week, but I think the more exposure that stuff gets from the tour, the more fun golf gets to watch when you're sweating stuff coming down Sunday, 18 back nine, that type of stuff. It's just uh, the best way, the only way in my opinion to watch golf. So uh, props to the, to the tour to kind of, get out in front of this and embrace it. Cause I think you're going to get a lot more people interested in watching golf that typically don't watch golf. If they got a little, uh, a little juice out there in play. So yeah, kudos to them for, there for getting are out in front of that. myriad ways we can credit still new commissioner Jay Monahan. He's really not that new anymore, but we can credit him for so many different things, innovation and technology and innovation in scheduling and innovation and partnerships the fact that he is looking ahead to the future and really what the present is and this in touch with his consumer base is fantastic. I can tell you without a doubt, having sat in dozens and dozens of Tim Fincham press conferences and spoken to him one-on-one, there is not a chance in the world that this partnership would be done right now if Tim Fincham was still the PGA Tour commissioner. That doesn't mean he didn't do great things. He helped the PGA Tour players earn more money through a recession instead of losing purses. I, I mean, I what he did for the tour and the money that he brought to the tour and its membership was fantastic. And he should be lauded for that until the end of time with the PGA Tour. That said, the progressive nature of Jay Monahan and the folks uh, in Ponte Vedra Beach right now looking, and I say looking ahead to the future, but really it's looking ahead to the present and, and what they can do for the people who uh, enjoy their product is, is fantastic. And I, I love the direction they're going. I think there's some smart moves being made. I think they're going to be even smarter moves being made in the very near future. And I'm all in. I, I think it's really cool for um, not just for the tour, not just for the players, not just for us, but, uh, for the for the fans out there, for the fans who want a little something extra to make them better fans, to uh, enjoy their weekend watching golf a little more, I, I think it's great. Yeah, it's going to be great for everyone. Engagement's going to be up. There's going to be more golf fans. And I think there's a tremendous opportunity for the Torn DraftKings to set up really cool events. Uh, we've had some live finals in the past where you go to these PGA Tour events and get you know a five-star experience. And I think there'll be other things where you can win pro-am seats and uh, – there's just so many ways that, um, you know, people who are playing DraftKings can interact with the players in the tour. And uh, I just see a lot of cool things coming from this. So kudos to the PGA Tour and DraftKings for getting this done. And that brings us right into this week. Uh, we're going to make a DraftKings lineup here at the end. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this tournament. Um, obviously, it's a, a World Golf Championship, smaller field. We're seeing withdrawals. So make sure you're up to date. We're recording this here on Tuesday night. So could be some more withdrawals after the Open. Uh, but Sleaze, I'll kick it to you. Any chance you've played this course in Memphis? I have not played this golf course. No, it has not felt my wrath, luckily for it. But I do have a good handful of buddies who, who have lived in Memphis, played at TPC Southwind, and know the golf course. So I've done, I've done a little intel, found out what type of course it is. Who, so, so you just didn't get an invite? 
So we've got yeah, a lot of buddies in Silent Wind, which... and they've never invited you. I just wanted to clarify. Okay. Typically doesn't stop me from showing up anywhere, but uh, <laughs> this one, yeah, just the flight to Memphis, a little, little more than I'm willing to put in. But uh, no, have not taken this course to its knees as of recording. But from the people that I talked to, man, and, I, and I've watched this tournament in years past. We've all seen it. It's a really, really good, complete golf course, meaning tee to green. Uh, it's a pretty demanding golf course, not overly long. I think it's going to play around 7,250 at its max. So you'll probably see it around 7,200 yards, par 70, um, only two par five. So the length I feel like is a little bit negated again this week, which, um, is nice. I think it correlates more to some of the shorter, more accuracy oriented golf courses. The, the reason for that is a, the fairways are small B. I think it'll be a little firmer this week. And there are dog legs, but this Bermuda rough that the ball gets into is so hard to judge whether you're going to catch a flyer, going to catch a dead one. So you'll get see guys really, really struggle out of the rough this week, especially with the size of these greens. So just a really good golf course. When I was building my team, looking at matchups that I like, I think accuracy plays a very big role this week. So I kind of built around guys that are good off the tee. It leaves, from what I'm told, leaves a lot of 150 to 175-ish type of shots. Obviously, you can squeeze it up there a little further. You still get some wedges, but a lot of that type of range, uh, which is why you've seen the scoring typically, minus I think Dustin went absolutely haywire last year and won by six or something. But typically, it's around like 10 to 13 under, so not super low scores like you see on some of these other tracks. There is one stat that I'm looking at this week. Strokes gained motivation. Um, I want the guys who actually have something to play for this week. And yeah, okay, they all kind of have something to play for. But I mean, you can look. If you know golf, you can look up and down the entry list and say, all right, that guy, he's he's won already this year. He contended last week. He's kind of gearing up for the playoffs. He doesn't have much reason to go out there and bust his butt and give it 110% this week. There are certain guys out there, though, this week. And I think you look at them and say, you know, he kind of needs a win. He kind of needs to do something. I mean, I'll start throwing out names. Justin Thomas reminds me an awful lot of Justin Rose back in late 13, early 14. Justin Rose injured his shoulder. Took him three and a half months to come back. Finally came back in like February, March of 2014. And I remember talking to him. He said, felt like he was playing catch up all year. You know, all these guys have been playing and their games are geared up. And he's kind of like not quite there. He's always kind of a little bit behind. By the middle of that summer... Justin Rose started winning golf tournaments and started contending like every single week. And at that point, he said, look, I actually feel fresh right now because I missed all that time with an injury. The other guys, it looks like they're slowing down and they're they're tired. They're a little sluggish. And I, I kind of got some gas in the tank. Justin Thomas has the exact same thing going on for him right now. Missed two months with a wrist injury. Now he's the guy trying to play catch up. All these guys have won and all these guys had great moments this year. And I haven't really, you know, I've played well, but I haven't really had that moment yet. Justin Thomas is ready to go win a golf tournament and he's ready to do it soon. And he might be ready to do it more than once. So I, I like him not only this week, but over the next month or, or so of, of tour events uh, going into the playoffs. Tony Finau was third place last week. Who else needs a win more than Tony Finau? I mean, he's got still one O'Domner stuck on one from an alternate event three years ago, which is just mind-boggling because he's way too good to only have one. Phil Mickelson, another guy who I know a lot of people are not going to be on this week. I really like Phil. Three top three finishes in Memphis in his career so far, and he loves proving people wrong. There's nothing Phil likes better than sticking it to everyone. Everyone says, why are you losing 15 pounds? Why are you going on a diet? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? If Phil can come back and put up a really good, strong week and say, that's why. He could prove everybody wrong, and he loves doing that. So you know he wants to play well. So uh, just a few names there. I know we'll get in some more names uh, pretty soon, but motivation for me is the biggest factor this week, more so than any sort of stat that you can look up uh, on PGATour.com or anywhere else. 
Yeah, I agree with you on everything except the Mickelson. I want the opposite. I'm going to short Mickelson. I, I love his fireside chats, but uh, I will not most likely have any exposure to Phil Mickelson. JT, big shout out to him. I had him in cash last week. Uh, really great DFS score. Made three birdies in a row, which is huge on DraftKings on the last round. Did have a triple coming in, but uh, overall, really, really strong week from JT. And Tony Finau, I think, is a phenomenal play. Uh, although I do agree with Sleaze from just looking at some stuff. I'm, I am targeting more of the accuracy players. I know Sleaze is going to talk about Chez. He's kind of the prototype uh, of guy I'm going after. But Guys, you got to stop talking about who I'm going to talk about or guessing because, like, Sobel always mentions my Sleazy pick. You mentioned my guys before I get to him. You're, you're taking the suspense out of this. You name the same guys. They're, they're always a Whisper Rock That's member. That's not true. I got a couple new names. Ooh, okay. new names. The, the audience can't wait. Just dive in, bud. Go ahead. A guy named Alpha Barn Rat. Ever heard of him? Kidding, guys. He, we he actually did well last week, though. Of course he did well, dude. You, you guys la- you guys laughed at me when I made the pick. Not like, oh, I don't like that, but like, that's the worst pick ever. First page of the leaderboard after day one. Meanwhile, Adam Scott's out there doing nothing. I, I was so, against Adam I Scott, accept by both the way. of your apologies, but not really. All right, please. You transitioned yourself. Right? Now you got to give the, the people what they want. Get Drop the goods. Okay, well, well, all right. To, to go off of what we were just saying, I am betting Chez this week. As you said, on paper, this should be one of the best golf courses for Ches Revy on the golf course. Problem is, this week, there's not very many matchups from what I was finding. Like, typically, there's only 60-something guys in the field, so you got to fish for these. The only exposure I could find on head-to-head matchups for Ches was against Gary Woodland, which Ches is plus 110, so I'm going to go ahead and take that. I was going to take any Ches bet I could get, but if you look at it, Ches, I think statistically right now, the most accurate player off the tee on the PGA Tour, leads the tour in driving accuracy, also leads the tour in the following categories, 150 to 175 proximity, 175 to 200 proximity. That is like what this golf course is. There's just so many of those those shots. And to mention, to go off of what Sobel said, you want to talk about motivation? There ain't no week that Chez stay motivated. He is a bulldog, and especially with a with a no cut event like this, even if he starts off poorly, he's one of those guys that will fight till the 72nd hole, won't quit, won't pack it in. Where I think some of these bigger guys might, if if things aren't going their way, they might just be like screw it, give me my check, I'll get out of here. Chez ain't like that. So for those reasons, I love Chez. Also, Gary, just with coming off a major last week, already having won one. I feel like his year is kind of made, and he might be on cruise a little bit more than some of the other guys up to the FedEx Cup. So especially on a golf course where you take driver out of his hands a good bit, I'll roll it with Chez. So thank you for leading me into that. I am taking Chez, but my other stuff will have some different names. Sobel, what do you got? I don't have Chez. Um, like I said, I, I want guys who either haven't won, guys who – need that win, need that title contention, have some reason to come into this week and hit a couple extra balls on the range and work a little bit harder and get a little more rest at night. And I just want guys who want it more. Nothing against Chez. Chez is a grinder. Chez got him off a win last month. I, I just don't see him getting another win or maybe a title contention. And, and I agree with you, Sleeves. It's a good course for him. I'm going with intangibles over tangibles this week, and I'm going with guys who sort of need it and haven't gotten it yet. And he doesn't fit my model for guys that need it. It's just money, you know, just free money you're passing up. But go ahead. Jazz is free money. One sort of little uh, add-on to what you said there, Gary Woodland is apparently on baby watch. And Gary Woodland, I I was just looking for the story, and I I wanted to double-check it, but I've heard that if the baby comes this week, Gary Woodland could leave Memphis and go back home for the birth of his second child. Hopefully so, it's after Thursday morning. If that happens, uh, you know where I'm going with that, then Chez is a very, very sneaky pick. 
Yeah, that's some actual equity. Uh, and you can take, I think Woodland's matched up against Webb Simpson as well. Uh, and I've seen Chez against Paul Casey where he's a dog. So like those, I have the perfect golfer for you guys this week. I think Chez checks all the boxes, but let me bring you to my favorite golfer on tour. One of the most accurate guys out there. A guy who really needs the money. He's shown that he needs the money in the past. Been known to be a little yes. tight with the pocketbook, but yes. sure shows up motivated to get that check every week. And I mean, he really needs the cash. So my favorite golfer, Matt Kuchar, seems like a pretty strong play in DraftKings and in matchups. Sleaze? Yes, I was heavy on Cooch last week. He did uh, get me a little chicken on Cooch over Jason Day, so... He didn't do quite as well as I thought. I really thought he would be a contender last week. But, you, yeah, you hit it, dude. This is a golf course. This should be good for him. And they're handing out free cash this week. No no cut. So I don't hate that bet at all. I don't know who, who you got him matched up against or whatever. But if you're just talking course fit, yeah, Cooch Lash fits the bill. I like Webb a lot, too. So that's tough. Yeah, me, too. Yeah, I do like Webb as well. And then I'll throw out Keegan Bradley. You know, we get into too many more golfers. We literally will name the field since there's so few guys. So with that, let's let's build a DraftKings lineup, boys. Dude, guys, Jesus, guys. Oh, the sleazy, sleazy pick of the week. God, Jeez. What are we doing? Get your heads in the freaking game. did it already. I thought Chez was a sleazy pick He's of the week. He's not sleazy at all, dude. He's a tour winner. You, you graduate out of the sleazy pick category when you win. Oh and you're God. in the top freaking. This is a world 15. golf championship. I can't imagine you have anything that sleazy. And now it's time for the super sneaky sleazy pick of the week. I have a very sleazy pick. Tell me, tell me how much exposure you got with CT Pan, the sleazy pick of the week. First timer, come on down, CT Pan. Let me validate this for you. Why, right? TBC Southwind, shorter, accuracy-oriented golf course. Look at the other similar golf courses that somewhat fit the uh, TBC Southwind mold. Colonial this year, CT Pan, third place. Uh, I'm sorry, RBC Heritage, Harbortown, third. You want to look at another course that's not super similar, but also you do need to drive the ball straight. Mayakoba, 16th. This guy is a fairway-finding machine, and when you when you put what TPC Southwind is um, as a golf course, it fits everything that CT Pan is good at. And to add to Sobel's deal, motivation. I think CT Pan's pretty motivated to get some get some chicken this week so he is sneaky he is sleazy he is also not a recycled sleazy pick before i like ct pan this is not me reaching for something i actually think he will outperform expectations this week uh first of all i don't hate it at all but i don't understand how chez is a tour winner and he can't be sneaky sleazy and yet ct pan is and he can be ct pan is i'm gonna let it go i'll let it go i'll I'll let it go i'm gonna throw one more out at you one more name in case i don't get to pick him here I like Matthew Wolf a lot this week. You talk about, again, Ooh. that word, motivation. He's one of only eight guys who isn't making the trip. I'm calling this the pneumonia swing, going from Portrush to Memphis in the middle of the summer. These guys are going to have uh, be under a blanket with chills, then be sweating five minutes later. I mean, it's, it's going to be a nightmare scene in the uh, physio trailer this week with guys trying to get hopped up on some meds. Uh, Matthew Wolf doesn't have to deal with that. One of eight guys who did not play last week. His first real tournament where he's playing up against all the big boys. And again, he's fresh. I mean, I know he played a lot of college golf. I know he's played a lot since he turned pro, but uh, this is a young kid who wants to go out there and, and beat the pants off the Rory's and DJ's and Brooks's of the world who are kind of like, yeah, go ahead, man. You, you, go ahead. I, you know, it's okay. I've, I've played before. You, you can have this one. And, and I just, I, I feel like Wolf's going to have a really, really nice week. Uh, DFS purposes, very cheap. Uh, betting, I, I like maybe, maybe not to win, but top five. Again, really good odds of top five. I don't hate it. I Thank don't you. hate it. It's Thank you. That's a good argument you made. 
Wolf's a good pick. I think we should start our lineup with CT Pan. Uh, Done. I think he, I think he's going to be very low owned. Done. What's yeah. he? Sixty nine hundred or something? Sixty eight hundred. CT Pan. Value pick. I'll fire in, and I know you agree with this one. So, well, this is my my favorite guy this week, and that's Justin Thomas. Yeah, me too. I, I've got him everywhere this week, and I think it's a smash pick this week. He also, in no cut events, he uh, is one of the highest guys in terms of weighted birdie average over the last couple of years. Also a very streaky player when it comes to birdies. We saw last week even he was up there with the triple bogey. So, uh, and obviously there's a lot of big numbers um, at the Open Championship, but traditionally he's been a great DraftKings scorer even when he doesn't you know, finish first. Peter, I know we talk about leaving some money on the table at major championships where you're playing a Millie Maker, another big tournament where um, you want to have a, a differentiated lineup. When you come to these no-cut events, is there a, a specific strategy for building lineups here where you know you're going to get all all your guys through? You, you know right off the bat, unless there's a WD, you're going for six for six this week. Is, is there a, a strategy? Do you want studs and duds? Do you want to uh, just go middle-of-the-road guys? What, what do you try to do when you know you're going to get all four rounds from everybody you chase birdies but everyone everyone's chasing birdies so the guys who uh make more birdies relative to their overall scores are going to be popular and the most critical thing ownership's always important but gotta nail some low owned guys which is why ct pan hopefully will bring us home the chicken uh, and if he doesn't i'm going to yell at sleaze and everyone else should tweet at the sleazy man last time you guys hated a pick it was the barn rat oh he caught the bad wave on sunday he got some wind gotcha. and rain gotcha. yeah would have been right there I'm going with a guy that uh, I've mentioned already. I thought he was going to be a lot more expensive than he is. Uh, but Tony Finau, I think, is in a, a really nice position this week. I need to leave the right amount of money here for, for Chez. We need Chez in this lineup. You know what else I love? No, Bubba no. Watson. Psych! Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a little trickery, boys, to see, to see if you're on your game. I don't like him at all. I wanted to fade him in every matchup I could get. Literally can't get a matchup on him. So if you can find one for me. And let me know. I would like to go on the other side of that. I think this is a very bad golf course for Bubba and current form, not great. Although, did he make the cut last mm, week? I don't like Bubba and I don't like Phil. Yeah, nor do I. All right, I want Webb Simpson. That's a good pick. I was just looking at him. Auto pick. Love Webb. That leaves us 8,000. We got to leave some Eight money on the stacks. table. I want to leave money on the table. There's a guy I like at 8,000. Hatton? No, the other guy. Mm. Patrick Reed. P. Reed? Yeah. yeah. I like Reed this week. Defend your pick. He's trending in the right direction. He's gotten better. Went through swing changes earlier this year. He has slowly, gradually gotten better. Two of his last three starts have been 10th or better, and he's uh, those are his two best finishes of the entire year. So he's uh, moving in the right direction again. A guy who sort of could use a, a really big week, and I, I don't see him as a guy that kind of backs down. You know, I, I think some of these guys, look, I don't want to say certain guys are mailing it in, but some of these guys can get into the third round, be eight back, and just be like, look, I just get me out of here at some point. I just want to be done with this. Patrick Reed's a guy that grinds even on the last putt of the 18th hole on Sunday. So uh, I do like Reed. Good argument. Um, but if we want to leave some money on the table, you guys like the Matthew Wolf pick? I like Reed. I like the Wolf pick, and I'll throw one other guy into the mix. I think Fitzpatrick is a pretty strong play here. Also showed off his athleticism sprinting off on the 18th hole. Oh, he went for a jog for two. He was he was ready to get out of there. Much credit. Oh, come on. Very impressive running by Matthew Fitzpatrick. Yes, a late jog. Come on. He was quick. Nimble. Sleeze season. He's getting he's getting some credit in the in the betting. Markets, but yeah, I think Wolf or Reed's uh, a better sell. So Sleaze, decide for us. Billy, I, one more name, Billy Horschel. Anybody do anything for you? I don't hate Horschel. Don't hate it. That's this 
kind of his type of a deal. Not overly long, fairly accurate. Yeah. He gets motivated for the FedEx Cup, obviously. I like, so we'll go Sobel's initial, I think Reed is a, a guy, like obviously could win it uh, out of those names. Right. He defended sure. it. He had some conviction there. He made a good argument. I sustained his argument. I, I would think we, we got to go with your gut sometimes, boys. Right. Like, see, man, that was well, a gut shot. Here's I feel the thing. It. We, you only don't want to use the money because you don't have the same lineup as other people and everyone's going to kind of double up. We're going to have 9,000 people listening to this podcast and doubling up on our lineup anyway. So we're just going to share. We're all going to win $11.12, and it's going to be great. We'll all share it together. Yeah, I don't think everyone else is going to have the balls to play CT Pan either. So I like okay. this lineup. So why don't you recap the lineup? I don't make money. All right, so we got Tony right. Finau at 8,400, CT Pan at 6,800, yes. Jez Revy 7,900, Patrick Reed 8,000, Webb Simpson 8,200, and big gun Justin Thomas 10-7. Perfect. Love that lineup. Love JT. Fun episode, boys. Uh, for all you listeners out there, hope you party one day like Shane Lowry, although it's going to be hard to be that happy. Uh, totally your soul would be fun to be Shane Lowry for just 15 minutes after that Open Championship win. Hope you guys had a good Open, and good luck this week. Peace.